Welcome to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. I'm Catherine Mora, founder and CEO of Change Empire Books. We help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs write and publish quality books and get them out into the world. We believe that thought leaders are made through a combination of quality of service, planning, and authenticity. Do you want to impact lives and leave a legacy? Stick around until the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest on the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. Let's get started. Your host, Starlet Henderson here with this episode's thought leader, John Nazeth. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks. That's great. I'm glad you're here. I'm really interested to learn more about what you do at cantu.life.com. So can you start there and tell us what your company does? Sure. Um, Cantu is an opportunity to acquire and roll up and at the same time help um, growing e-commerce businesses. Mm -hmm. So we're hunting for the best e-commerce businesses that are have potential and need support to grow to the next level. And at the same time, we provide services to a variety of companies that fit within our model to enable higher volume, um, lower cost per unit. I could sum it up simply by saying I've got a long background in helping grow e-commerce businesses, growing supply chain businesses. And uh, there are opportunities that larger companies benefit from that I'm bringing in volume to smaller companies. Got it. So that's economies of scale, right? Um, You know, you're basically allowed to or able to do things for them as they, as they're rolled up. Um, I don't want to get it wrong. So if you could do, can you give us some examples of the different e-commerce platforms that you've worked with? Um, yeah, let me give some examples as far as the types of solutions that we give, because okay. it's really the, the whole point is a variety of all of them, whether it's Shopify or whatever, but a quick example can be um, coming, bringing product into the U S from China. Uh, the tariffs have gone up a lot. So that's eaten to mm-hmm. a lot of companies, bottom lines, um, I, there are supply chain solutions that I've worked with with other larger companies to avoid those tariffs entirely. Mm-hmm. And yet small companies, individual entrepreneurs don't have any awareness or concept of how to approach those. And I've, I've mapped out the supply chain so I can now help all e-commerce businesses, whether on Amazon or anything, avoid the tariffs coming into the U.S. All right. So you have big picture strategies that are helping, like you said, the startups that are just like, I'm, we're getting into this. We have this idea. Not really sure. Regulations, t- tariffs, all of those things. You're helping them kind of cut through that uh, with a with a sharp knife. Uh, how to how to receive financing to avoid uh, bottlenecks getting stuck and how to get all the cash they need to grow their business. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, e-commerce hasn't been around forever. So I'm curious to know what you did and, and why you chose this path before. Sure. Um, I'll start with the, the why you chose the path. It's a relatively simple business model. Like a lot of common, you can take common solutions and apply them to high volume companies. And then the idea of being able to acquire those companies and bundle them together can increase the overall value um, in aggregate. So mm-hmm. the sum of the parts is more than the individual. Um, I have a master's degree in information systems. I spent uh, six years at KPMG helping companies like IBM, Oracle, HP, and their customers how to grow their businesses. Um, I spent time at Equinix, but for the past many years, I was this. I've been the CFO of a lot of uh, private equity PE-backed turnarounds. So companies that were bankrupt, how do you fix them? Turn around, make them yeah. grow. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a lot of experience solving individual problems 
And now I'm taking that experience and doing it in, in volume. So acquiring a bunch of companies and bringing them together and at the same time, providing those services to the industry to help us develop relationships when the companies aren't ready to be bought out yet, but they can still benefit from our solutions. Got it. So um, tell me if I'm wrong, um, the bi- other big difference is you were working for other companies and now you have your own company, which is you know a, a big yeah. pivot. Absolutely. I've yeah. always had, uh, I've always had, and I've always grown up with an entrepreneurial bent. I've always had kind of the side gig things that yeah. I've done, but this is where I'm focusing on um, growing this at scale. The other thing that I'm doing here that's different is um, I reached a point through doing turnarounds and prior work that I could live off investments, do some minor advisory work and, and be okay. Yeah. Um, but through COVID, I've had a lot of friends call me up who've lost their jobs. Um, people I know who yeah, had something they were going, but it, struck. Mm-hmm. They're, they're stuck and can't grow their business. And so this is a way for me to help provide employment to a lot of friends who need it, who are very talented and have the skills. And at the same time, take entrepreneurs who put so much into their business and are kind of also similarly stuck, don't know what to do with it next, reach the climax and how mm-hmm. to help them um, get to the next level. A lot of companies can get to 2 million or 5 million, but getting to double that or triple that is a whole nother game. Mm-hmm. And so I can bring capital in, buy them out or buy out part of their business and then help it, help it grow from there by letting my talented friends work and support their business while I kind of tie it all together. Got it. With a lot of advising and everything. So that's, um, that sounds like you're impacting a wide array of people. You know, I think of, um, February 15th, 2020, right? Some young startup, brilliant idea. The light bulb goes off, they're working and, you know, starting to put the pieces together and then COVID hit. And so it sounds like you're, you're helping a lot of them kind of um, navigate that, you know, and trying to continue their momentum. Exactly. And, and in some ways COVID was an amazing opportunity for e-commerce because it made everybody want to, or have to buy online. Yes. And so, you know, watching to create a relatively simpler business model that enables that scale. And yet they don't necessarily know the ways to avoid inefficiencies. Um, And there are people who have done this for years in large companies that can bring that value to those individual companies. But in many cases, we need to work together. And it's like, you can go to Amazon, but Amazon takes a large fee. And so if we kind of work together and get a bunch of smaller companies going through a similar supply chain or or using similar solutions, mm-hmm. then there's just a lot less expensive ways to do it. Sure. Yeah. And um, a lot of expertise out there that, you know, not until they saw or heard this episode, did they know existed. Um, so that's exactly. great. Um, what's the significance of you? I said Cantu, but Cantu? Cantu? Cantu. Yeah. So it's, because you asked, I'll tell you. Um <laughs> There's a, there's a TV show billions that, that was out and there's mm-hmm. a woman on there, a character, Rebecca Contu, and she was incredibly smart and used data to solve problem solutions and, mm-hmm. and basically outwitted the other people found the better deals by using data. And that's a core fundamental piece of what we do on two part on two parts. A lot of the e-commerce businesses that we're finding are the best deals have a common persona buyer of a, um, of a, professional woman, uh, working woman, uh, mm-hmm. 20 to 40. My wife is a good example of that. Right. And also 
the solutions we're bringing to bear are data-driven across the board. So if you think about kind of the normal way you might think of doing things, from my background experience, we're bringing in what I call AI-driven solutions across the board. How do you target which companies to buy? How do you identify which marketing to apply? Yeah. There's good ways to do it, and then there's better ways to do it with data and AI, and that's that's what we're doing. And uh, I, someday I may have to pay royalties for using the name, but I'll, I'll deny that that's what it's from if someone asks me. Well, I'm just giddy that it's, you know, named after a woman, a, a strong, um, you know, independent, uh, hardworking woman. So that's good. And that movie was Billions. Is that, is that what you said? Billions? TV show, yes. TV yeah. show. Okay. I'm not familiar. Um, but now se- seems like a good time. So that's a movie. How about a book recommendation for our audience? Is there something you'd like to share with us? Lots of good books. My family reads a lot. Um, I'll, I'll throw out there that we, uh, I've got five kids at home and, and we, we read everything from fiction, nonfiction, uh, read scriptures every day. Yeah. Um, a book that really changed my life is by a professor Clay Christensen from Harvard passed away last year. The book's titled how to measure a life. And it, it's, I read uh, that. it's a book. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm no, so- no, exactly. <laughs> you, I didn't recognize the author's name, but I did just read that in a book club recently and it is life-changing. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you measure a life? Um, please tell me more. Sorry. Well, no, it's perfect. Um, so I have a funny story about it. I was working for a very large publicly, publicly traded company. Um, Clay had come to the, the company about the same time of year and done a global sales kickoff. And and uh, I emailed him and asked, hey, you know, I'm thinking of maybe changing my career, changing some different things, this job, that job. And I was asking for feedback. And it was a little humbling because he said, well, you might just want to read my book because he actually had a book written on that exact topic. And the, yeah. the main point is, um, you know, you can make money. I've, I've helped lots of rich people become a lot richer. I've done lots of things business-wise, had success, be CFO of big global companies. Mm-hmm. But at the bottom line is how many lives can you touch for good? Mm-hmm. And and having been a finance CFO, one of my favorite lines from the from the book is, um, "God doesn't need accountants. God God can literally touch an individual person and know exactly how they're doing. He doesn't need to roll up and aggregate." So again, yeah. as a data person, that spoke to me, and as a CPA, so how how many individual people's lives can you touch for good? And that's really what I'm trying to do here with Contu with all of it. Mm-hmm. We're going to make good money. Our investors going to make good money. We'll help entrepreneurs make good money. But at the end of the day, I want to help volumes of companies be able to go to the next level mm-hmm. where a lot of times about, about 50% of them will fail. I know I have the experience to help them get over that hurdle. I have the people who can help them get over that hurdle and, and then take their products to market in a bigger way and, and help the customers' lives be better touched for good. So I had the opportunity to stay and be CFO for another big company. But I decided that I wanted to do this where I could touch more lives for good. And it was primarily based on that book. Yeah. So it sounds like money's not the point. It's the impact of people that's the point for you. That's completely Both. it. Money's yeah. a nice uh, well, I'm a CFO, I'm a CPA. So <laughs> so money's a good way to keep score. Sure. And it's a good way to academically measure value and transfer value. Mm-hmm. But um, but what do you do with that value? So can I tell you a quick story on that? Do you have yeah, no, of course you can tell me a quick story and then we're going to talk about what thought leading, um, being a thought leader means to you after. Remind me. So I, um, at the turn of the century, 2000, I was actually working with refugees off the coast of Africa and 
And um, I was working with the Red Cross and doing some things. And at one point I worked with a man who was a leading plastic surgeon from Cuba. Mm -hmm. Another one was a master builder who could build skyscrapers from Ecuador. And another man had three master's degrees from Nigeria. All three of them were literally working, doing slave labor, laying bricks to build hotels. Yeah. And, uh, and it just changed my life because um, they had come from these amazing opportunities and they were so humbled. And, and, and what they taught me is all work is honorable. Yeah. And, and if I can help people um, understand how to be able to take care of themselves, have skills and tools to be able to lift themselves up out of something, if I can take more of a free economic ap- approach and help people have the tools, have the skills to lift themselves up, mm-hmm. or if I can help lift them up through the business that I'm doing um, and give them a way to get a reward for their hard work, that's, that's my motivation. Right. And um, I would, I'm hearing that, that that little piece of thought leadership there is for you helping others understand that all, all work is honorable. You know, wherever you are in the purpose that, you know, if you're serving a purpose and you're serving people, um, would you put it in your own words? Yeah. Um, I, I was raised by a single mom raising six kids. I, and, uh, I learned to work hard. I learned to, you know, create your own, create your own opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've carried that through, but really at the end of the day, if I put it in my own words, it's, um, Yeah have faith in yourself and and you can do it. There's, there's ways that you can uh, gain insight, learn things, gain the skills that you need. And then I believe it's important to give back. You know, the university that I went to had a saying of enter to learn, go forth to serve. And when I left serving people in Africa, um, I came back into the world and I was like, Hey, I want to, I want to gain skills to be able to help people in the future. And I, and I always thought that someday I would go back and dig wells in Africa. And, uh, and somewhere in the last few years, I realized that I don't need to wait to go serve. I can, even through the work that I'm doing, the businesses that I'm working with can make an impact and, uh, and watch. It's, you don't just need to watch for the money. You can watch for and make decisions about what you do with your time that can help change people's lives. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's a um, wonderful capsule picture of that book, um, you know, about measuring your life. So I, yeah. I highly recommend it as well. I did owe that. Um, let's, uh, let's close, John. Um, please tell us your website again and let people know how to reach out to you if they are in e-commerce or just heard something um, that you said that touched them that they'd love to reach out to you and tell you about. Great. Thank you. Yeah, the website is contu.life and uh, we are trying to touch people's lives. That's why it's the contu.life. Mm-hmm. And um, really, I just say uh, I have a very active LinkedIn network. So reach out to me through LinkedIn. You can reach out through the website also, um, but happy to engage wherever it's needed. I'm actively looking to acquire the right companies, have investment money to do that. Um, I'm looking to raise more if that's in- of interest to people to want to support this mission purpose. Mm-hmm. And then... We're also growing the scale of our um, services in order to get the economies of scale lower for everybody. Sure. Yeah. And you've got a lot of unemployed friends and people in things, who, you know, people who are affected by COVID that you got to find some work for. So let me throw one other last piece in there. There's lots of skills. There's lots of tricks around financing, how to get money. 
that as I talk to people, they just don't know. And mm -hmm. so simply by showing them, hey, if you do this and this that the big companies do, you could increase your money you get to keep in your pocket by 25%. Yeah. And they're not hard things, but yeah. it's just helping provide, get the knowledge out and then making some money along the way for me and my investors. And that's what we're doing. Got it. Well, I highly recommend people follow you on LinkedIn then for some of those tips and uh, tips and tricks. So thanks again for all that you're doing, John, and thanks for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you. Catherine Mora here. Thank you so much for listening to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit changeempire.com slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Thought Leaders to Watch. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, changeempire.com or follow me on LinkedIn as Catherine Moore. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Change Empire Book Coaching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.